Good evening. I forgot to get the lapel tonight, so I'm going to use this. Romans chapter 1. Wasn't that good? What a blessing that was. It's good to have everybody. Uh, it's always good to be in the Lord's house. It has been a wonderful day here. Uh, what a great spirit we had here this morning. Uh, just what a fellowship that we've had in our church and in our services. And I want that to continue here tonight. And we're so glad to have our visitors. Make yourself at home. Uh, when we get done with this tonight, we'll have an invitation. And then there's a little bit of business that our church needs to address. We announced it this morning. Uh, and we need to take care of a little business. And then we're going to close with the Lord's Supper. So uh, what an honor. Amen. What, a, what an honor to partake in this. Uh, Romans chapter 1. Last Sunday evening, uh, I began to preach to you on the power of preaching. Uh, and I had to, to preach this at a seminary. And I began to uh, preach on this and some things that I believe as a preacher that I need to apply to my life so that I can become the preacher that God has called me to be. And I, uh, we looked at last week that I must understand my position. And I believe if I'm going to fulfill what God has called me to be, and if I'm going to be what I need to be for y'all, I need to understand my position. I need to understand that the call to preach is a God-called position. We don't need mama-called preachers, amen? We need God-called preachers. We need uh, men that are led by the Spirit of God to go and to preach the gospel, to be announcers and proclaimers of the good news. We need more preachers. We need more preachers. Let me say that again. We need more preachers. More men need to receive the call and answer the call to preach the gospel. It is a called position by God. But I want to look at tonight that we must understand our passion. I believe as a preacher, if I'm going to become the preacher that God wants me to be, I need passion for what I'm doing. I need to understand that I need a passion for preaching the gospel. Romans chapter 1 and in verse 14. The Apostle Paul said, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise, so as, as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome, for, at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word tonight. Lord, may we apply it appropriately. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As we looked last week and we begin to see it there in the book of Galatians how the Apostle Paul addressed the ministry and he began to talk about his calling that God called him from birth. God called him uh, before he was ever born. That God chose this, pass, uh, this path for him. And the reason that he was a preacher is that God put him in there. And he began to follow the Lord. And y'all can agree with me that Paul was very successful in what he did. Uh, he was successful at everything that he did. When he was against Christ, he was successful at being against Christ. When he hated Christians and persecuted Christians, there was nobody better in the world to persecute Christians than Saul. 
But then when he met the Lord on the Damascus Road, when he became a preacher of the gospel, he excelled at the craft of preaching. Now may I say as good as Paul was, he's not the best to ever walk on the face of the earth. The best to ever preach on the face of the earth is Jesus Christ himself as the official mouthpiece of God. But Paul comes in and he begins to be the greatest missionary there's ever been. Started churches all over the place. There's no telling how many hundreds and thousands of souls were saved because of the preaching of the Apostle Paul. There's no telling how many leaders that he led to the Lord. There's no telling how many of the Sanhedrin courts, how many of the officials of the Roman government that he got to lead to the Lord because he loved what he did. He was passionate about his position. And I'm going to tell you something. If God is calling you to teach Sunday school, then you give it all you got. If God has called you to preach, then you give it all you got. And I believe whatever God has called you to do, you have passion for what he's called you to do. And I believe as a preacher, I need to be passionate about what I'm preaching. I believe there ought to be a passion within me. If your preacher doesn't have passion for what he's doing, why would you ever follow any of the sermons that he preaches? If the, the man that is delivering the message can't get excited enough about what he's preaching, how can he ever expect the people to get excited about the Word of God? May I tell you, the Apostle Paul was passionate about his preaching. May I tell you, there in the book of Corinthians, it says that he is there to demonstrate when he preached. It was in demonstration of power and of spirit. The word demonstration in the Greek simply means facial expression. That when he preached, he preached with such passion, the people could see the power and the spirit of God off of this man. Now, I'm telling you, y'all know my passion. Y'all know that I'm not quiet with anything. Y'all know that I can get out of hand sometimes and I can get excited. But I'm going to tell you this. Never one time in my sermon have I ever got to the place where point one, slam on the pulpit three times. Say hallelujah right there. Never in that do I ever plan how to preach. I simply go in it with this. I'm going to be passionate about what I'm going to say. The greatest message on earth is about Jesus Christ. And if I can't get excited about that message, you will never be excited about it. And I believe as I present the gospel, I need to be passionate about what I'm preaching. The first time I ever preached, I got up in the pulpit and I began to preach and I began to do things that I've never done. Boy, my home church looked at me like he has lost his mind. And I got done, I thought I lost my mind. But when you get full of the Spirit of God and you submit yourself to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, God has control. But I want to preach in a manner and in a way that I am so in love and passionate about the story that I declare that it's contagious to everybody that hears it. That is contagious to everybody that is there and that sees it. I want you to look at the passion of this man. I want you to look in verse 14. He said, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. I believe our passion to preach should be revealed in our burden. I believe you should see the passion in my life for preaching the gospel through a burden. 
I believe preachers ought to be burdened for souls to be saved. I believe if I'm going to preach passionately, ought to preach with a burden for souls to be saved. Why are we here? If I'm not burdened to see people get saved, I'm wasting your time and my time. If I'm not burdened to see saved people get right with the Lord, we're wasting our time tonight. May I tell you, if anybody has a burden in the church, it ought to be the preacher. And I believe that if the church is going to have a burden, it will follow the, the leadership of the pastor and the burden that he has. And this man said that I'm a debtor. Notice what he said, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the bar barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He said, I'm a debtor. I owe everybody the gospel. And he had such a burden that he was willing to cross the lines to go share the gospel with everybody that he came in contact with. He was burdened. I don't believe he could sleep at night. I don't believe that he could pay attention in his studies. I don't believe that he had peace at night because he was so burdened and overwhelmed. In Romans he said that my heart's desire is to see Israel get saved. He said I'd rather be a curse for their sakes. I'd rather go to hell and let Israel be saved. That's how burdened he was for lost souls. To the place and the point that he said I'm a debtor. I'm a debtor. I used this the other day, Brother Rob. Brother Rob gives me some money, and I owe him money. I'm a debtor to him. Until I pay him, I'm a debtor to him. But if he gives me money and says to give it to Brother Mike, I can hold that money as long as I want to, but I'm not necessarily a debtor to him, but I'm a debtor to him. Because he's given me something that literally belongs to him because he said, you go give it to Mike. And as long as I don't give it to Mike, I'm a debtor. Jesus gave me the gospel. And I owe everybody the gospel. And I will be a debtor to everybody until I give them the gospel. And that's how this man felt about the message that he preached. I'm a debtor to everybody until I give them that gospel. Jesus gave me this gospel. God told me to go preach. He said, it's for everybody. And if I don't preach it to them, I'm a debtor. I owe them. May I tell you, this world, we owe them the gospel. We owe them the gospel. We need to preach the gospel unto them. Oh, what a burden he had for lost souls. What a burden he had to see people be saved. May I tell you, if your preacher is not burdened for lost souls, we're going to have issues. We need to be burdened for lost souls. When you walk into a church that is unconcerned about somebody's soul, Something is wrong. When, when you will be so legalistic to the place where you'll make rules and regulations to keep people out, to make sure certain people don't come in because you're so hung up on laws and rules and all of that, you're not burdened for the lost. We ought to be more burdened for lost souls than we are burdened for our traditions. We ought to be more concerned about the eternity of people. Now notice verse 15. So as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Number two, our passion to preach should be seen in our boldness. He had a burden, but Lord have mercy, did he have a boldness. 
Everywhere he went, he preached. It didn't matter if he was in front of the high priest. It didn't matter if he was in front of Caesar. It didn't matter where he was or who he was in front of. There was a boldness within this man because he said, I love this, as much as in me is. He stayed up at night excited thinking about preaching to lost souls. As much as in me is, there was a fire deep down inside of his bones. I'm telling you, there was something there that motivated him every single day. May I tell you that this man was burdened for lost souls and it, it provided a boldness for him to go and to preach to anybody everywhere at all times. Why? Because he had a boldness as much as in me is. I'm glad I was raised in the home of a preacher that he just couldn't help but tell me. <laughs> Hello? I'm glad of men and women that just can't help but tell others about Jesus. As much as in me is. I said this the other day, but I believe it was last Sunday. Uh, Connor was gone. They were, they were gone somewhere, and he sent me a message. He said, preach good today, Daddy. Preach good today, Daddy. Eight-year-old boy. Because he knows that that's my focus all week. And I burden and I pray, and, and he, sees, he sees it in me and on me. And I'm telling you, I love to fish, and I love to hunt. And I love to do all of that, but I'm telling you, there's nothing greater in the world than getting up and declaring the good news gospel of Jesus Christ. And the only thing that's better than that is when souls get saved. And the only thing better than that is when people respond to the preaching of God's Word. Man, I wish they'd respond every time, but it don't happen. But there's still that fire. There's still that boldness as much as in me is. May I tell you, child of God, you need that tonight, just like I need it. As much as in me, I just got to tell you. I just got to tell you. Don't you love people that just got to tell you? Miss V's one of them got to tell you people. We got several in here. Just, I got to tell you the gospel. Miss Frances, you can't take her anywhere in town that she hadn't witnessed to everybody she come in contact with. I just got to tell you. I just got to tell you, we've got to have that burden to provide that boldness to go tell people about Jesus. Just got to tell you, there is something boiling in this man that he had to go tell them. Now notice what he said in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek Thirdly, our passion to preach should be seen in our belief. This man knew what he believed in, didn't he? There was no wonder, there was no guessing. When that man stood and preached, he believed in everything he was preaching. You ever heard of a preacher try to preach something that it didn't really seem like he believed what he was preaching? There may have been times in my life that I got up here and wasn't really prepared or studied hard enough, and I didn't really know if I really believed what I was preaching. Man, it's, it's bad when you find God called men that can't even take the Word of God and preach it, preach it in a way that they know it and they love it and they desire it. I'll never forget in seminary, a man one time got up and preached on salvation. And I'll never forget how concerned we were. And Brother Michael Carter came to me and he said, Brother Josh, I'm worried to death. That man's supposed to be a preacher. I don't even know if he knows how to be saved. I'm telling you, it was that bad. 
This man didn't even know what he believed. And he was all over the place and there was no confidence there. Man, when a man approaches the pulpit, there ought to be a confidence in the belief, in the scripture. May I tell you, I'm not even a full believer in the Constitution. I don't even know everything about that. I don't know everything about the United States of America. I don't know and believe in everything about our law. But may I tell you, I believe in this tonight. I may not believe in what men say. I may not believe in everything about religious sayings. But I believe in every word of God tonight. I believe Genesis to Revelation. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'll proclaim it till I die by the grace of God. I don't know a lot. I don't know all the geometry. I don't know all the theology. But I know Jesus died for me. And I'm going to proclaim it till I die. I know that Jesus rose again on the third day. I know there's a place called heaven. I know the only way to go to heaven is through His Son, Jesus Christ. I know there's help for us in time of trouble. I don't know everything, but I know that book there. And I believe it with all that I am and all that I have. And there ought to be a confidence in the preacher that when he's preaching the gospel he believes it before he ever preaches it and I can tell you something about this preacher I may not be the best looking didn't get one amen thank y'all for that I figured we'd be shouting on that one I may not be the smartest I may not be the best preacher in the world I don't want to be I don't have to be but I want to know this and I want to be a believer and a proclaimer of this. I don't want to be a Billy Graham. I don't want to be an Apostle Paul. I want to be a Josh Llewellyn that God has called to the ministry to believe in this, to have a belief and a boldness and a burden to preach this everywhere he goes. I may not ever be the evangelist. I may not ever be the big preacher, but I just want to tell the story of Jesus Christ over and over and over. Whether it's in these four walls or outside of those four walls, I've just got to tell the story as much as in me is. People say, boy, I tell you, you get up there and you just kind of get after it, don't you? First time when I first come here, Bull said, you just get up there and you get down with it now. You just get up there and get down with it. And I don't mind, Bull. I like it. My goodness, we go to high school games and act like idiots up there. <laughs> Man, we go to sporting events and everybody's so passionate. But when we come to the church house, it's like a funeral. We're not here because somebody's dead. We're here because somebody's alive. Man, well, there ought to be passion in this place. There ought to be a boldness in this place. And you ought to see it in your preacher. You ought to see it in your preacher. I fail over and over and over and over. And that's why I need your prayer. I felt so bad last week to ask y'all to pray for me. But I'm going to ask again that you pray for me, that I would have that boldness, that I would have that passion, that I would have that burden for lost souls. Pray that our church would have it. And not just me, not just your leaders, but that the church would follow that direction.